Welcome back to another episode of Without Apology, brought to you by Wise Fools Media. Without Apology is a podcast about Catholic apologetics from a guy who knows some apologetics and another who doesn't. I'm William. And I'm Josh. Today, we talk about unrealistic analogies and see if Josh can dumb it down a bit. I can only be so dumb. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Without Apology with Josh. Turn up. And me, Will. Anyway, how you doing, dude? Doing all right. Good. I'm glad some, to hear that. Done some exciting things what, past what have couple you, days. What have you done? Well, last night, I went to see Matt Fred. Mm. Yeah, he's speaking at a church around here, and... uh I heard about it like a couple hours before it started. Canceled all my plans for that <laughs> night and just screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going home. It was funny because he was speaking like he was speaking on parenting, and I was like, "Would it be weird if I'm like the only one there?" That <laughs> yeah, a, that would have been weird. Well, but I wasn't. There was a lot of other I think younger probably for the people name. there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. So, no, so was, did you get to like talk to him or? Yeah, yeah. No, it did was you cool. stalk him? Touch his butt? No, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that. No, but it was cool. I uh, I got there like like 20 minutes early, sat in the front row. He was like four feet away from me at some point. There's nothing but like young families with kids and then Josh <laughs> and then sitting Josh in the, in front, the front row, row. <laughs> yeah. leaning forward with his hand, his chin on his hands. <laughs> like like in the picture. Uh, Aww. <laughs> every, every time he says something, you start, you obnoxiously laugh at his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no, but it was cool because like I've never met like a musician I like or like an actor or anything, and uh, so there's like the first time, uh, you know, kind of starstruck, you know, yeah, yeah. ish, yeah. And uh, and I was one of the first people to talk to him afterwards. See, I wanted, I did. How I many? Tried. How many people did you knock over to get to that position? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I wanted to play it cool, right? Because you can't just like bolt after the speaker like as soon as he gets off stage, right? So you know. I you know you fit a second you gotta you gotta wait a second and then casually stroll over there like oh what's this didn't funny even to see, see you yeah funny here. funny seeing you here yeah. and uh, no I, I just I shook his hand I was like hey I appreciate everything you do and uh, yeah you're pretty cool and I was like oh yeah because you know like uh, we do a podcast too just kind of casually mention it because here's the thing so here's here's my rule whenever I mention the podcast to people. So you, you don't want to come across like you're just like, you know, promoting yourself or whatever, because that's annoying. That's weird. People don't like that. What I do, if it naturally comes up in conversation, I'll mention I have a podcast uh, and then I won't say the name unless they ask for it. You, Why? you see what I mean? No, you should. No? You should go out and whore yourself out and be like, hey. <laughs> We but have then a podcast. You're like, but then you're like that guy, right? But how yeah. how else are people going to know about it? Because I'm I have say... the same mindset as you where <laughs> I feel uncomfortable going up to people. But I've learned in the past year, I'm like, gosh, I'm not getting the listens that I want to get. But when I tell people and it's it's kind of weird, it is weird. Well, I mean, like, it is weird. Right? Hey guys, I, like, a little bit. People at work. Right. I work for an engineering firm and I'm like. You know, I, we were talking about something. I had to buy some more equipment for the studio. And they're like, oh, what do you do? You do music? I was like, no, I have a podcast. Like, I, I made it out like it's embarrassing, right? 
you know, oh, what's your podcast about? Well, no, see, but it's see, kind of like about guy stuff. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's like that's how I'm saying you do it. Where like you mention, but the f- okay, if the whole point I'm trying to make is like all the other guys around him would never have come up to me and just asked me questions about randomly. Oh, about no, no, the no. podcast. No, I'm not. No. So then I started going <laughs> to other people and being like, they they would say something like, oh, I, like I'm listening to this podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, dude, I, I podcast. How come you don't listen to my show? Like joking with them. You oh, know? I see. Now, Grant, I do. <laughs> like kind of joking, people. but totally serious. Yes. But then people I don't know, if if it comes up in conversation, I quickly be like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. It's called That Guy Show. You should check it out. It's actually kind of fun. You I know? see. We're learning, right? And so without apologies, a different show where i wouldn't necessarily go up to people and just blatantly say because it's a catholic apologetic right, show, right? It's like, but when you're talking to a catholic talk apologist about politics or religion at the dinner table right well of kind of yeah but like when you're talking to a catholic apologist and you're like i'll just wait to see if he brings up podcasting no i'd be like <laughs> no know, i did bring hey, it up i did bring it up cool? myself yeah. and this is the show you find us on instagram <laughs> you know we follow you or we're gonna follow you you know so you can find us and stuff and we'll message you no, you got to kind of put yourself out there, and it's awkward, and it's hard. I know. It feels so weird. It does feel weird, but my mentality beforehand was like you. If they want it, they'll come to me for it, but <laughs> they don't know it's there. Well, so you, you got to push that, it No, out. that's what I'm saying. You tell them you have the podcast, and then they're like, oh, what's that called? Which is, that's what he but said. But what if they say that they, that they don't ask because they don't listen to podcasts? And be like, oh, without apology, you should find it out. Seriously. If you don't know how to sure. do podcasts, yeah, go yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. you got to push it, dude. You I got to push, push it. it. You have All to. All right. All right. I'll, to. <laughs> it's one of those things where you just have to get out of that comfort zone of like, I don't want to like talk about myself, you know? Yeah, it's just, it feels a little like, but, like, oh, look at me, you know? But I you don't have know. to. <laughs> I you guess. have to. No. But anyway, but anyway okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Uh, but I'll, uh, he was really nice. He was cool. And uh, so we know yeah, that Matt's was, listening to the show now. There we go. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Brad. Yeah. He said, I'm going to be your number one fan. <laughs> Didn't say that. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but seriously, he is our number one fan. He is. Yeah. yeah. At least last <laughs> night when you took the picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is on the Without Apology Instagram, which we now have. So at Without Apology Podcast. Yeah, check out my picture with Matt Brad. Woohoo! Pretty cool. Yeah. Strapping young lad. That's the caption I put. I like it. So that sounds fun, dude. Yeah, no, kind of meeting cool. someone that you like look up to. And, I know, right? Um, and whatnot. I mean, how great would it be just to be able to pick his mind? You yeah, know, a yeah. little bit. So that's awesome. All right. Well, yeah, that's cool. What are we talking about today, dude? Today we are talking about an objection to the argument. Uh, so I made uh, an argument over two episodes: the proof for the existence of God. Then at the end of it, you raised the question of, uh, and I mean, you it was, since it's your objection, you can articulate it how you want, but. I will. I, the gist is basically, if I'm trying to prove that something does exist, why is it that all the examples, analogies, and illustrations I use, why are all of those things that don't exist? Okay. So what do you want to hit up first? First, I want to uh, mention the other thing you said at the end where, uh, like, you don't believe in the existence of God based off some esoteric argument. It's just because you have faith. And I didn't really get a chance to uh, comment on that. And I just want to say it's perfectly legitimate. Uh, you know, I don't think the that every single religious believer ought to be, you know, and super familiar with all these arguments. And it's not like the church <laughs> makes people learn this sort of thing. Uh, but a point I would want to make is that uh, it is 
And then, you know, that was the whole point of the argument that it is, in fact, possible to know that God exists simply by the natural light of human reason. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that was defined at the First Vatican Council. But mm-hmm. if you want to check me on that. And also, I had a quote from Aquinas that kind of talks about it. It says, The existence of God and other like truths about God, which can be known by natural reason, are not articles of faith but are preambles to the articles. For faith presupposes natural knowledge, even as grace presupposes nature, and perfection supposes something that can be perfected. Nevertheless, there is nothing to prevent a man who cannot grasp a proof, excepting, as a matter of faith, something which in itself is capable of being scientifically known and demonstrated. Mm. Now, when he says uh, scientifically known there... uh, you know, back then the word science kind of encompassed uh, science and philosophy. So what we would call science now, they would have called natural science. So when they say scientifically known, they're not talking about uh, like empirical beakers science. Yeah, and that was the Summa Theologiae first part, question two, article two. Um, <laughs> okay. And then also, I wanted to say uh, that there's nothing anti-faith about uh, accepting the existence of God based off reason. And this is kind of an objection you'll see more so uh, from some Protestant denominations. Um, okay. And that's going to be something I'm going to write an article on. Ooh. But what maybe... Are you, what are you writing an article yeah, for? Yeah, maybe we should mention that at, uh, you know, the Wise Fools website. We're going to... Josh is going to have his own little uh, yeah page for articles. Yeah, and I, I, like I, I think a couple people are, huh? Yeah, well, we got some blogs going. I wouldn't think think yours would be more bloggy. You're probably more like articles. Yeah, yeah. Actual written pieces of, right, uh, and brain nuggets. And I figure since there's some things, uh, like I can't go so deep into every little nitty gritty thing on the podcast. On the show. So it would be really convenient to be like, oh, if you want to learn more about that, have a oh article. reference there your you own stuff. I yeah. like it. Awesome. Just like promoting my own podcast. So that's going to be at uh, wisefoolsmedia.com forward slash blogs. Um, you can go check it out. Uh, Josh does not ha- currently have a page there, but once he writes his first article, he will have a page there. Yeah, prob- cool. probably by like, be- at least before the next one comes out for sure. In the future. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, I brought this up last time that you like – You've been using these analogies, which are super helpful, sort of. (laughs) Um, Your analogies can be very confusing sometimes because they're very out there. Like there was this one analogy you gave one time about like this floating house and this foundation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, But houses don't float. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost as if you're using like a quote unquote perfect analogy to fit your argument if you will sure so my question is is why does josh use unrealistic analogies in his arguments that is a good question and particularly the uh the point you were making is like i'm proving that something does exist so why am i using things that don't exist i'm trying to prove yeah something exactly does. so the answer <clears throat> and i kind of have it written out all nice and formulated here is a uh, part of proving the existence of god requires a process of elimination And so it's not that I'm using analogies of things that don't exist to prove that something does exist. I'm using things that don't exist to prove that other things don't exist. And then that process of elimination, you prove A doesn't exist, B doesn't exist, so therefore it must be C. And then that turns out to be God. So that's kind of the the overview, but I want to go into 
each particular analogy. So I have three of them here. I picked out the disappearing car key, the floating house, and the flying spaghetti monster. Yep. And also, this is a thought it'd be a cool opportunity just to go more into like why do I formulate things the way I do? Because the analogy I gave, uh, I mean, it's Leibniz's rationalist proof, which so many other apologists have given, but it's going to sound different yeah. from each person. So it'd be cool to go into that. So disappearing car keys. Now, this analogy was meant to illustrate something called the principle of sufficient reason, which is basically the claim that if something exists, it has an explanation. And so when it comes to proving the existence of God, something you first have to prove is that the universe or reality, whatever you want to call it, it must have an explanation. So in other words, we need to prove the non-existence of a universe with no explanation. You with me so far? Yeah. So with the disappearing car keys, the whole point of that is, you know, if your car keys were, if you lost your car keys and someone said, oh, well, maybe they were just annihilated from existence with no explanation, and you wouldn't really give much thought to that, be a, it would be pretty nonsensical. Okay. And likewise, if that's nonsensical, what if someone, what if you asked, you know, why is there something rather than nothing? And someone responded, oh, there is no explanation. And so the comparison there is just like you wouldn't say, my car keys disappeared with no explanation. You also wouldn't say the universe and all everything in reality can just be right. with no explanation. Fair enough. So, fair enough. The general idea there, the floating house. This one is a little more interesting. So uh, this one is best understood in light of a common atheist argument people make. And I have it here. So, and this is basically the idea is that the universe can be explained by appealing to laws of nature. So like the reason why there's something rather than nothing is because of law of nature X, which in turn is explained by law of nature Y, which is explained by Z. And then you get all the way down to like, the you know the basement floor and then you have this law of nature that just has no explanation right. that's kind of i i want to say sean uh sean carroll made this argument um not quite sure though but and so basically in response to that like if you're going to say oh well the universe is explained by this law of nature was explained by that but then the bottom law of nature isn't explained by anything i argue well that's kind of like saying the roof of a house is held up by the walls of the house, and the walls of the house is held up by the floor, but the floor just isn't held up by anything, and it's just floating in midair with no explanation. And so the whole point of these analogies is that, in a sense, you're meant to reject them. You're meant to say, oh, well, that's nonsense. Of course that couldn't happen. And then I can turn around and say, okay, well, if that can't happen, then how can you also say that this happens? Uh, in this case, being this atheist argument, appealing to laws of nature and all. Yeah. So it's kind of like, pointing out incoherencies uh, in what your opponent is saying. So let me see if I had more to say about that. Mm. Oh, uh, so the place that I have the analogy here, I actually have it after I've already uh, talked about the, how the universe can't explain itself. So what I did was I moved it a little bit later in the argument just because I realized I could trim a lot of the fat just by... Uh, kind of moving it a bit later. And also it still works because at the core of it, this is an analogy meant to illustrate what's called an essentially ordered series, which is a series where each member derives causal power from a previous member, which in turn derives from like the first member, like the ultimate member. Um, 
another analogy I may have given in the argument of uh, if you're holding a stick, pushing a stone, the stone move only insofar as the stick move, only insofar as the hand move. Yeah. Uh, and even if you have an infinitely long stick, unless you have a hand to move it, then you don't have anything moving at all. Uh, and so, likewise, I kind of did the same, uh, not with causality, but with explanation, where, you know, roof is explained by the walls, explained by the floor, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so in my original formulation of this, because this is an argument I've been working on for, like, years, and then I just had to adapt it for the podcast, and I realized I was able to trim a whole lot of the fat uh, just by moving it a bit later, because I had, like, I mean, I probably had like three a to lot. five analogies right? yeah. <laughs> i'm because uh i'd say the original argument probably would take at least like like an hour to get through wow yeah yeah okay whereas with ours it was like two 20 minute parts where including an intro and all of hardly even 10 minutes okay so the next one i want to talk about were the flying spaghetti monsters and this I'm really glad we brought up because it was very deliberate uh, that I use this. So first, let me say normally the analogy that other apologists would use at this point would be laws of nature. Like, so similar with the atheist argument, they would basically use a similar illustration and say, well, you know, our reality is explained by this law of nature, explained by that law of nature. And then ultimately it'd be explained by God or whatever. But the thing is, for me, I'm much more of a visual thinker, and I just I can't visualize laws of nature. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like it just seems weird to me. And also, uh, I try to avoid using scientific language in the argument because I don't want people to think that I'm making a scientific argument because it's philosophical. Right. And the thing is, if you because if they if they think you're making a scientific argument then they will uh, rightfully point out science can't prove God. That science can only prove things empirically verifiable exactly. just by the nature of science. And so it kind of just sounds like, uh, I don't know, it just sounds like rhetorical sleight of hand when you do that. And I'm probably going to do a whole thing on that at some point. Um, but other than that, so at this point in the argument, what we're doing here is we're using the essentially ordered series, which we proved with the previous analogy. So at this point, I mean, this when we could use we could use any kind of illustration or analogy we want here, and it really just doesn't matter as long as you're not using God or an abstract object. I mean, you could say like you know this muffin is caused by the other muffin, or because it's just. Yeah. It's just meant to illustrate the more abstract concept, which we've already even proven at this point. So that's one reason. And the main reason why I wanted to use Flying Spaghetti Monsters is basically this. So a lot of people have the misconception that when we talk about God, when we use the word God, they think that what we're talking about and that what we believe in, ooh, bing. <laughs> they think that what we believe in is like a man on a cloud in the sky or something like that. Uh, and, you know, this kind of the same mentality with Dawkins' flying spaghetti monster. It's like, look at just how utterly ridiculous this is. Uh, and the whole point of using this in the analogy is to show that even if there were flying spaghetti monsters or whatever, that those things are less than ultimate and that those are the sorts of things that would require explanations outside of themselves and that the ultimate explanation that we call God 
that is radically different from any of those other things. So whenever someone tries to bring up flying spaghetti monsters, it's just an obvious straw man. Right, yeah. And it's just so bizarre uh, just how many people uh, kind of approach it that way. Where, like, I was in, I was sitting in Chick-fil-A once, and I just overheard someone saying, like, you know, I could believe in Jesus, but... You know, I don't think I could believe in like a man on a cloud in the sky, <laughs> and uh, it was it was people I I knew somewhat, and so I kind of slid into their booth, and I was like, <laughs> hey. I, I was like, and I was like, yeah, that's reasonable because that thing doesn't exist right. because that's not what God <laughs> is. Like, you are a reasonable person to reject man on yeah, a cloud it, in the like, sky. Just to let you know, I too would have trouble believing <laughs> right. <that. laughs> Just by the way, um, yeah, and I mean, and Bishop Aaron has a whole video on this, is that God is not a being among beings. God is the unrestricted act of to be itself, which mm. it's kind of a, a lofty concept. I think it's best understood uh, within the context of the argument. I mean, yeah. I think, it, I mean, honestly, it could really only be understood within the context of the argument, um, but I mean, so, like you mentioned, like the man in the sky, and things like that, right? Like, what about those that talk about it in the sense of, you know, like this um, a mystical or a magical, right? Thing. Maybe like, like kind of like a new age kind of thing, yeah, or like like, or like outside, energy in the universe, or yeah, or like outside, you know, the laws of nature and whatnot. Sure, I would say there's. I mean, there's some aspects of truth to that of, you know, God is distinct from the world and all that. Um, I always, I would have, I would avoid using words like, you know, like I hear people use like energy, like God is the energy that flows throughout everything. It's like, that could, that could mean enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Like, that, I mean, that could mean a number of things, and it almost sounds uh, almost like pantheistic, which is a claim that the universe is God. Yeah. It's just, just kind of weird. So, I mean, I think the, uh, the best way uh, to describe God, and also, uh, this is something we see in Scripture, too, uh, where when God revealed himself in the burning bush, uh, he referred to himself, I am who am. Yeah. Because to say, like, I am, it's like... God just is unrestricted existence itself. God just is. Yeah. Period. He like, could have used I less am. confusing words, but yeah. <laughs> right. I am who but I it's am. Like, I'm sure Moses was like, what is this right. burning bush talking about? And the thing about? is, because like at the time, people worshipped all sorts of different gods. So Randomness. Like, well, which god are you? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not any of those. I'm I am above. who is. Like, right. I am who am, brother. Right. Like, I'm a, above all of that, beyond all saying, that. son? Yeah, there was a cool Bishop Aaron video about that, just called, uh, I think, What God Is and What God Isn't or something like that. That's pretty cool. Really interesting. Bishop Aaron's a nice boy. Yeah. He's a cool guy. So, All right. I, you know, I like, you You are making it fun, you know, when you talk yeah, about these yeah, like, yeah, weird I got spaghetti monsters. Yeah, you got to make it So, fun. what, can you make an analogy out of, like, anything? Well, I guess it depends on what you're trying to prove. To analogize? Yeah. So... I want an analogy. I think this would be a fun, like, challenge for you. Okay. I want you to, um, I want you to take the book "Everybody Poops." Yeah. And prove God to me. And prove God to you. <laughs> well, that 
sounds like an analogy that would best fit Aquinas's fifth way, which is uh, though <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, and you can touch base on this, and then you know what you should do is this should be your second article. <laughs> the second article, yeah. Okay. Everybody yeah. poops, and God is real. Right, but Aquinas's fifth way is uh, it's about uh, like directedness and the natural ends things have. Basically, uh, even like whether conscious or unconscious things, everything that uh, produces an efficient cause has what's called a final cause. Mm-hmm. Well, you can also refer to it as the natural ends of something. Um, you know, like when you strike a match, it produces fire instead of cold, right? Mm. And uh, basically the idea is the only way to explain why it could produce, uh, like why it's naturally ordered toward one effect and not another, is if you had an intelligence ordering it toward that effect. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the basic idea. And so everybody poops. Well, what what's what's naturally ordered there? <laughs> well, God does exist. I like I, it, I poop, therefore God exists. <laughs> well, thank you for like I kind of sprung that on you in last episode, and so like I like I really appreciate you actually taking the time and explaining some of these unrealistic, crazy little you yeah, know yeah. Um, analogies that you're doing, and I just think it's pretty cool. So. Y'all, thanks for listening yeah. to a little a little different type of episode, just kind of a little bit more of a explanation episode, if you will. Yeah. And um Oh, it, and next week fun. well not next week, next episode, I wanna talk about I wanna answer the question, do atheists carry a burden of proof? Mm. Because that is something that I think I actually have the minority opinion on compared to all the other apologies. Okay. So that'd be interesting. That's gonna be fun. A little controversy. Find us on social media, guys. We are at Wise Fools Media. We are at Without Apology, both check on out, Instagram. So check out my picture with Matt Frad. Yeah, check out the cool pic with Matt Frad. Um, follow us in both locations because you'll on Wise Fools Media. You'll get all the other shows that we do. Um, WiseFoolsMedia.com for blogs and more. Call us 985-503-7867. That is 985-503-7867. And email us at without apology at WiseFoolsMedia.com. I'm William. I'm Josh. And this is without apology. Yeah.